This is a message from the ministry of the International Baptist Church of Debrecen. For more information about our church, visit ibcdebrecen.com. So according to the Bible, the fear of the Lord is the key to be smart and wise. So let's define what is the fear of the Lord. Here we are not talking about phobia. We are not talking about terror, who, which push a man to flee from the face of God. We are speak, speaking about a respectful fear, like in the relationship with the son and the father. The son fear respectfully his father because the father will teach him and show the difference between what is good and what is bad. He will teach him to walk in the righteous path. And it's exactly what God wants with us, for us, to walk in the righteous path, to be a sanctified person, to be a sanctified church full of the Holy Spirit. So here we are talking about a fear which push a man to make the right decision when temptation and difficulty come, but also in the good time. You know, here, in, in the midst of this generation, it can be difficult to take the right decision. That's why it's important to be fulfilled by the fear of the Lord, to have this fear every time before your eyes. So, the Bible give a clear definition in Proverbs 8, 13 about what is the fear of the Lord and it's matching perfectly about what I explained with the healthy relationship with the father and son. The Bible said, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. So this fear is there not to terrorize you, but to make you ask questions, to make you think about your path and the way you are walking. This question can be, I am doing what God wants me to do. Or did God approve what I did? Did God approve this? So to resume, in the God eyes, the one who turns away from evil, the one who turns away from the sin to set his life in order to the way of the Lord, is the one who will be wise and intelligent. And it's important to mention it because you can have a lot of people with a lot of degrees, a lot of people with a bigger IQ, but you, if you have the fear of the Lord and the knowledge of the way of the Lord, you will be smarter than these this people. Because you can be really smart, but if you don't walk in the path of the Lord, all of this is completely useless. And likewise, you can have a lot of people with a lot of experiences, like old people with many years behind them, but you, if you have the fear of the Lord, you will be wiser than these people, whatever your age. So the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. If you want to know why some Christians 
didn't progress in the faith or why you have a lot of problem in the church, conflict today, why is the people of God is so divided, you put your finger on it. It's always about the fear of the Lord. Many people love the Lord, but this love is not great enough to fear the Lord. They love the Lord, but not enough to be a true disciple. But if you think about it, it's exactly what God wants from us. He don't want just to be believer. He wants us to be disciple. He wants us to be walk in this path and doing his will. If you remember this verse, James chapter 2, verse 19, said, You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. So it means you can believe but not walk in the path of the Lord, not doing his will. Because demons believe too, but do they do the God wills? Do they walk in the righteous path? So there is a, maybe a weird thing to say like that, but if you love truly the, the Lord, you must hate some things. The red letter said in Luke 14, verse six, uh, 26 to 27. If anyone come to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brother and sister, yes, and his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be his, my disciple. So please don't take this in the first degree. Don't call uh, your parents or your brother to say to him you hate him and uh, now it's Jesus. <laughs> but what Jesus talked to you, say to you in this verse is he wants the first place. Jesus put this only one condition. If you want to follow me, I want to have the first place. I want not just be your savior, I want to be also your Lord. Whatever pressure you are going through in your life. I will give you a picture. We have a corpse in French named French Foreign Legion. And when a man comes to uh, engage himself in the Legion, the Legion will give him a new identity, the new clothes. And if he committed a crime in the past, his debt will be erased by this contract with the Legion. The Legion will define how many years he will serve and in what position. And the Legionary will receive his equipment, weapons, and he will go to the training camp to learn, to learn how to use them. And one day he will be deployed in the field and to fight according the order of his superior. And all of his life, the legionary will consecrate his life for the French legion, French foreign legion. And this picture perfectly fits about what's happened when we give our life to the Lord. When a man gives his life to the Lord, he will proclaim this, Jesus Christ, you are now my Lord and my Savior. And if you made this declaration with a true heart, 
you will be enrolled in the Lord's army, and the Lord will give you a new identity. He will break the chain that the devil put on your feet, and he will seal you by the Holy Spirit. It means now you will belong to God. You will be called son and daughter of God. He will wipe out the debt you accumulated from your sinful life, and he will give you white clothes, white robe. He also will give you weapons and an armor to protect yourself from the enemy. So when you do that, you enroll yourself in the Lord's army. Amen. So it means the Lord is the Lord. Jesus is the Lord. You are under his command, his authority. He will take the decision in your life. That's why we call him Lord and not just Savior. He is the boss. Can you imagine a legionnaire just come and be disobedient? The legionnaire don't disobey to to his superior. And for us, it's a teaching because it's the same. We must obey to the Lord. So the question is about you. Who is the boss in your life? Who makes the decision? Is the Lord really the Lord of your life? When you have something difficult to decide, did you come to the Lord to ask him first? If you start to have feeling to a woman, did you come to ask the Lord first? Or you just follow your feeling? How you take your decision? So we understand we need to be filled by the fear of the Lord to take good decision and to be sure to be in the will of God. That's why many of us didn't make any progress many years. They do a lot of things, but when God speaks to them, they resist. They didn't listen. They play deaf and try to make compromise. Sometimes I meet some people, I have discussion with them. They say to me, I don't understand. I read my Bible every day and I pray hard, but I don't feel my faith grow. I can't, fe I can't feel the difference if I pray or if I don't pray. And the problem is, it's because they resist to the plan of God. They resist to the will of God. When the Lord came to them and said, hey, this in your heart is not good. I, I don't like that. This relationship you have with your friend, I know it hurts you, but you need to forgive. You didn't forgive. I don't approve that. Or maybe sometimes the Lord just come and say, hey, you need to do that for me now. You need to quit that for me. But these people play deep when they saw what they can lose, when they saw how they can be hurt. They don't want to ask for forgiveness. They don't progress. And you know, when you keep in disobedience, at the time the Holy Spirit will finally fall silent. So without the fear of the Lord, there cannot be faithful obedience. You cannot. Let's read Luke 16, verse 10. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. So 
the, the Lord asks us to be faithful. He don't ask us to never sin, to be perfect. It's not really not about that. It's a question of faithfulness. And yeah, he asks us to be faithful. And if you can't be faithful for the little things, you will be not faithful for the big things. That's how many people never came in the plan of God, never came in the call of God. And strangely enough, you know, we need to be faithful in the good time and in the bad time, but sometimes it's the good time is more harder than the bad time. Because, you know, when the life is good and too much comfortable, the people just fall asleep. So be careful. When the life is too much comfortable, we forgot the plan of God. We forgot the Lord. We forgot to continue to say grace, to continue to be faithful. And sometimes we completely forgot how people, a lot of people outside the church can be led in the road of the of the hell and how we need to never forget what a judgment will be at the end. So this comfort, this lack of faithfulness, it's uh, when it happens to people, they start to fall into a deadly trap. The Bible said in Proverbs 14, 27, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snare of death. You know how the enemy is really bad with us and how he wants to destroy us? So when you walk with the Lord, he will put a lot of trap. In the way, you will have a lot of mind and you need to don't put your foot on it. But the only thing, the only weapon, the only shield can help you is the fear of the Lord. So, as Christian, we have a lot of trap, we have a lot of difficulty. Sometimes we cross desert, we sail on through troubled waters, and we can be in difficult position with a lot of hard choice to take and deadly trap to avoid. Let's read Exod, Exodus chapter 1, verse 8 to 22. To give you a little bit of context, we are just after the death of Joseph. And a new king who didn't know Joseph will arose in Egypt. Now, there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. And he said to his people, Look, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come. Let us deal shrewdly with them, lest they multiply, and it happen in the event of war that they also join our enemy to and fight against us, and so go up out of the land. Therefore, they set taskmaster over them to afflict them with their burdens, and they built for Pharaoh's supply cities, Phitom and Ramses. 
but the more they afflicted them and the more they multiply and grew. And they were in dread of the children of Israel. So the Egyptian made the children of Israel serve with rigor and they made their life bitter with hard bondage in mortar, in bricks, and in all manner of service in the field. All their service in which they made themselves was with rigor. Then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwife, of whom the name of the one is was Sifra, and the name of the other, Pua. And he said, when you do the duty of a midwife for the Hebrew woman, and seize them on the birth tool. If it's a son, then you shall kill him. But if it's a daughter, then she shall live. But the midwife feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the male children alive. So the king of Egypt called for the midwife and said to them, Why have you done this thing and saved the male children alive. And the midwife say to Pharaoh, because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are lively and give birth before the midwife come to them. Therefore, God dealt well with the midwife and the people multiplied and grew very mighty. And so it was because the midwife feared God that he provide household for them. So Pharaoh commanded all his people, saying, Every son who is born you shall cast into the river, and every daughter you shall save alive. Whoa. So you see in this text how Pharaoh was hostile to the Hebrew. Maybe he was one of the first to make the final solution for the Hebrew people. But the midwife feared God more than the death. When a strong man came, when the king came with this completely crazy order, they say, no, we will don't obey to these kind of things. You know, in this situation, a lot of people just said, hey, the law is the law. We knew that in a lot of trial of war crime, a lot of people say, say that. They said, yeah, it was the order. I just follow the order. But we are not like that. We are son and daughter of God. We don't act in this way. If we receive an order who is against the law of God, we will not obey to this kind of order. We must submit to the authority. We have no problem with authority. But when it's against the law of the Lord, it's an illegal authority. And it's really important to have the fear of the Lord to discern that. Because it's too easy. The, the devil just can come, manipulate authority, or take a form of authority and give you order like that. So, it's really important to discern that. So, they were really brave. They don't fear prison. They don't fear the sanction. They don't fear the death. They fear the Lord in first. And as a Christian, we need to have this same fear in the heart. Are you ready to go under this kind of pressure as a Christian? 
Are you ready to face with the Lord? To face against the enemy of the Lord? Or to lie down as soon as a strong man just come and give you an illegal order? It's really important. I will give you this precision. We don't fight with the flesh. And it's really important to understand that the Lord asks us to love our enemy. But the Lord asks us to hate evil. So we don't bow on this kind of people. Jesus gave us what is the good fear in Matthew 10 verse 28. Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. But fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. And the Bible says also in Proverbs 29, verse 25 to 26, the fear of men brings a snare. The fear of men brings a snare. The fear of men is always in opposition against the will of God. In your life, you always will have some men come and put pressure on you against the will of God. But Whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. And it's exactly what the midwife lived in this passage. They feared the Lord. They didn't accept to kill the Israelites. And the Lord blessed them. The Lord blessed them because they feared more the Lord than the men. Whoever trusts in the Lord shall be saved. Other people in the Bible live exactly this verse. I think about the friends of, of Daniel. They didn't bow again the statue of Nebuchadnezzar. And they go in the fire, but they didn't burn. Amen. The verse 26 says, Many seek the ruler's favor, but justice for men come from the Lord. Amen. It's hallelujah for that. Because, you know, many people seek for the ruler's favor. Are you seeking for the ruler's favor? What is your attitude? What is your behavior? Where's, where a king, where uh, some guy important come in your life? When you start think, thinking about your life, about your reputation, about your position, about what the men can do against you, what your family can do against you, you will start falling into a trap. And to give you a little bit of my testimony, I personally experienced that a few years ago. I gave my life in 2015. I gave my life to the Lord and at that time, I was engaged to a woman. This woman was not Christian, and uh, together we lived in sin, but because I was a baby Christian, I didn't realize it. I didn't have a pastor at this time, and it was difficult. And in my heart, I feel I loved the Lord. I would follow the Lord, whatever he asked for me. One year after, 
we didn't get married, but still together, and I was baptized, and I met Deborah this year, and God started to speak to me. He started to speak several times, and he showed me, hey, it's not you, don't choose the good one. She said to me, uh, God said to me, Deborah is the good one. <laughs> Can you imagine how tricky the situation was? How it was difficult? So, God called in this way many times during my devotion time, and I didn't knew it, but it was the same in the side of Deborah. And one day she took the decision to send me a message. And she said, hey, start to have feeling. And God started to talk to me. I need to know if you receive the same thing or if I'm just crazy. <laughs> and uh, my reaction was really mature because I just closed my Bible and turned off my phone for the day. So, so I started to play deep. I started to resist to the Lord. Because, you know, the Heidi to leave my girlfriend after three years of relationship. And all of my friends loved this girl. All of my family loved this girl. It was so difficult. So I started to just ignore all of this sign and just continue my life. <laughs> and during the same month, I opened my Bible, I started to read, and I find in first, this verse, in 1 Samuel 15, verse 22-23, Samuel said, As the Lord has great delight in burnt offering and sacrifice, as in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and Stubbornness is an iniquity and idolatry. So I received this personally. It really touched my heart, but I really don't realize when I read it. And after close my Bible, the Lord showed me in a vision what will be my hand if I continue to disobey in this path. And I was really filled by the fear of the Lord. So the next morning, I just broke up with my girlfriend. And it was a tough moment, but necessary to put my life in order. Because with all of this fear around me, only the fear of the Lord can snatch my feet from the snare of death. And I can say to you, if I have made the de decision to disobey God, by knowing his will but disobey, I, would be, I wouldn't be standing here to talking to you today. That would be sure. So you must understand that if you don't fear the Lord, you will never finish the race. It's really important. Jesus said in Matthew 7, verse 21, Not everyone who say to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Amen? We should do the will of the Lord. And in the Bible, we have many characters walking with God without the fear of the Lord and always 
the result was terrific, catastrophic. There is a man from the time of judge to whom God gave a special grace, a special strength. This guy was so strong, he can just kill 1,000 men alone. One day he take a jawbone of a donkey and he destroy all of a garrison of Philistine. And this guy, when we heard that, it sounded like so epic. If this guy just had the fear of the Lord in his heart, he should be the greatest judge in Israel. It's better than the movie we can see today, how he was strong and how he can just push the enemy outside the country. But the problem, he started to make compromise with sin. He started to see foreign women. Woman. He started to see the prostitute. God chose him to lead the people and push out the Philistine to be the judge of Israel. The Bible said that Samson ended up gouged eyes and the Philistine set him to grinding the grain in prison. The guy is called to be judge. The guy had a special grace from the Lord and he finished in prison without eyes grinding the grain. Do you think really that it was the will of the Lord that Samson finished like that? It's really, really sad to hear that and it's certainly not the will of the Lord to finish like that. There is another guy who was prophet and one day a king came with a lot of money and just one special request. He said, hey, come up and curse the Israelites. Curse these people for me. You know the guys. Who is the guys? Balaam. Balaam is really a man with a, an enigmatic destiny because when he starts to consult the Lord to say, hey, I will go with this guy or not? The Lord say, a firm no. He say, you will not go with these people. But, you know, the honors, the money. So he just take his donkey and went, went anyway. So he was traveling with this donkey. And at one point, the donkey wouldn't go any further. So he started to refuse, to resist. So Balaam started to yell on him and uh, started to beat him with a stick. And the donkey just laid on. The angel of God was there with his sword standing in the way. And number 22, verse 31 to 32 said, Then the Lord opened Balaam's Haze. And he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand. And he bowed his head and fell flat on his face. And the angel of the Lord said to him, Why have you struck your donkey this three times? Behold, I have come out to stand against you because your way is perverse before me. Whoa, you can be a prophet, talk with the Lord, have a relationship with the Lord, but you can be disobedient. You can walk in the perverse path. 
So you know the story after that when he saw the the angel uh, Balaam repented himself. He asked for forgiveness, and the Lord say, "Okay, you will go, but you will tell everything I will tell to you." And he obey. He come. He bless the people three times, and that's the things. When he did that, he see the king live with the money and the honors. He was really angry. So I would like to tell you that Balaam just go back in this country and this story is finished, but you know he is not. He is, it's Balaam who gives the advice to the Madianites to send the daughter of Moab and Midian into the Israelite camp and to make Israelites worship foreign god. And that day, because of this action, because of this act, e- evil act, 24,000 Israelites died in the camp. And the Bible concludes about Balaam. Balaam did, died with the Midianites. Number 31, verse 7 and 8. And they warred against the Midianites, just as the Lord commanded Moses. And they killed all the male. They killed the king of Midian with the rest of those who were killed. Evi, Rekem, Zur, Ur, and Reba, the five kings of Midian. And Balaam, the son of Beor, they also killed with the sword. Balaam was a man of God, but he had a really bad hand. He hand in sin and disobedience. So know that everything God left in the Bible is for us, for our instruction, because this kind of thing can still happen today. If you are a young Christian, a pastor, a musician, an elder, it doesn't matter. If you don't have your heart filled by the fear of the Lord, you will not finish the race. So, to conclude about the question, what should I fear God? Why should I fear God? Because if you love him, truly love him like to be his disciple, like the master, you should fear him. You should do his will. You should be, he should be the Lord of your life. When he said no, it's no. It's not no 50%, yes 50%. It doesn't work with the Lord. The Lord wants your heart 100%. He wants your obedience and your faithfulness 100%. Amen? So just to finish quickly, I would like to share to you Malachi 3, verse 16 to 18. Because when you fear the Lord, you are, it can have a good consequences too in your life. Then those who fear the Lord spoke to one and another, and the Lord listened and heard them. The Lord listened and heard. He talked with the people who feared him. Next verse. So a book of remembrance was written before him 
for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. They shall be mine, said the Lord of hosts, on the day that I make them my jewels. I will spare them as a man spared his own son who served him. Then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between the one who serves God and the one who does not serve him. You remember this parable? It's not a parable. It's Jesus talk and said, talk about the people who say, Lord, Lord, but don't do his will. And he continued, he said, yeah, but we have prophesied for you. We had cast out demons. But the Lord will say to these people, I'm sorry, but I'm, I don't know you. He said the same thing in the parable of the ten virgins. On the ten virgins, the Lord just know five virgins. The other, when they knock on the, on the door, he said to the virgin, I don't know you. But if you fear the Lord, a book of remembrance was written before him. You will be known by the Lord. Amen. You will know him and he will know you. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness and your goodness, for your grace. You are really an amazing God and the only true God, the only who is worthy to receive worship and adoration. Please, Lord, I bring to you this church. Please fill us by your fear. We fill us with the fear of the Lord that this fear will be more stronger than the other fear. Then we can take always the good decision. Then we can just walk in the righteous path every day on, on, of our life. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Thank you so much for lending us your ears and your time today. If your curiosity has been piqued and you'd like to learn more about our church and the work we do, please feel free to visit our website at ibcdebretson.com. Better yet, we warmly invite you to join us in person and experience our community firsthand. We look forward to welcoming you 